We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Welcome back to another episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I am your host for this journey. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. His name is Solomon. Sir, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jake. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Well, we're excited to have you, and we're going to dive straight into the question of the show, which is, what do you believe the world needs more of? Um... Uh... There is a lot of things that I think that, well, that today we need uh, to emphasize on and to show the world and to teach for the new generations. But I would, if you speak about the priorities and the first thing that came to my mind is more social intelligence. Mm. Uh, to be more specific, I would say accepting others, cross-cultural uh, communications and understanding other backgrounds, other uh, people from all over the world. Wow. I, I love that. Now, here's a question. Yeah. How do you bring more of that to life each day yourself? Actually, uh, I consider myself a lucky person because on my personal and business side, I'm connected uh, with people from all over the world, from different backgrounds, from different religions, from different races on a daily basis. Because, uh, as you might know, I have my own business in, in, in Kuwait, but I have half of my family back in Egypt. And my wife with my kids, uh, they used to live with me in Kuwait, but now we moved to Montreal. So I'm still in between Kuwait and Montreal. And by origin, I come from small African countries. It's called Nubia, a small country between Egypt and Sudan. My wife, she's Canadian from Montreal, but her parents, they are from Algeria. So just to have a family gathering, I have to call six or eight countries in one call. Wow. So you say yeah. Kuwait, Egypt, Montreal, Nubia. Algeria. Algeria. Wow. Yes. And my cousins are in different 16 countries, so I don't want to take the time of the podcast just to mention the other countries. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So so yeah. accepting more of other cultures and other people, having the social intelligence to communicate, um, you know, it, it starts for you even within your own family. And then, like you said, your business that connects you to many, many countries all around the world and great people from all of those places. Right. Impressive. Impressive. Now, here's a question. What would you say your wow factor is? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape you over the years? Uh, my wow factor, I think, again, is uh, my passion. Uh, is always my positive energy uh, is always on. Mm. 
um, I consider again, if you would say my main competency, my wife, wow factor is my passion in everything that I do in business or personal side. I love it. And what helped shape that over the years? Were you always that way? Were you born like that? Or, or is there certain things that happened over the years that helped kind of build that muscle? I think, I think it's, it's my parents mm. because, uh, school, this is the problem today. The education system, they teach us the, to be intelligent, to be smart in physics, in math, IQ in general. And then they started today to speak about the emotional intelligence, this type of intelligence. But I think, uh, my parents, the way they, uh, educated us, me and my, my siblings and, and, and uh, is to always have passion in what we do. Hmm. And, uh, I, I remember, I remember 90% of our, uh, daily interaction with my parents. What about problem solving, going through challenges, uh, being independent, accepting others and to love what we do to have uh, happy, uh, moments. So I think this is the, this is what shaped my character that, uh, I, 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 what I am today. Hmm. I, I love it. So your parents really understood the concept of emotional intelligence and to make sure you show up with passion in all that you do, not exactly. only be, to be intelligent with the IQ, but also to have a strong EQ, that emotional intelligence as well. Exactly. I, I love it. That's powerful. Yes. Here's a I... question. What's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble over the years? Um, actually there's many moments, but, uh, uh, if I have to select a moment where uh, it made me feel uh, really, really uh, humble, uh, it's the moment when uh, I decided uh, to share my business with other partners. Mm. Uh, I could, I could say humble is like a big word, you know, but how how you define it and the, uh, how to bring just an example to say that this this is a humble situation. Or I were, I, I were really humble in this situation or not. So I think uh, my business, I were able since the beginning to manage the business and to grow with the business by on myself. But uh, today I have six different partners from different uh, places in the world. And uh, uh, it was the idea of sharing with others will it's a win-win situation, first of all. Okay. And I think today, if I evaluate this, I think it was the right decision because uh, I wanted at this moment to be humble and to be uh, humankind of uh, whatever they call it. But I think this is a moment where I, I, I felt really uh, humble, where I, I shared everything I have with others. Hmm. I think that's powerful. I think there's a yeah. lot of truth in what you said, too. Um, yeah. it, it's easy for so many entrepreneurs and business owners to want to do everything by themselves. And it feels very risky to have to share with someone and have other people involved. But in, in my experience, for whatever it's worth for people listening, every time I found a great partner, our business has exploded with results. <laughs> you know, in the very, very, very beginning, when I started just one-on-one -on -one coaching, I remember if I signed up one or two new clients a month, I was so excited. And then I made a partnership with a, a woman who is teaching how to grow your business online in Los Angeles for small business owners. 
And all mm-hmm. of a sudden I went from signing up one or two clients in a, in a month to signing up 20 clients in a day. I was like, wow, that was huge at that moment <laughs> yeah. of my business. You know, yes. more recently, I launched a product of my own a few years ago. And in the first year, I maybe sold maybe, um, I don't know, 600, 700 copies of it. And it was a lot of work and a lot of struggle. And, and most of the people were from the United States. We launched a product this last year with four partners. And so far, we have 1,800 and something students from 84 countries around the world in the program. And I was like, wow, that's a whole different experience (laughs) (laughs) because we have the right partners and, and, and having the right people involved make things expand so much better. And to be honest with the right people, it's so much easier now with the wrong partners. It's the biggest headache in the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But again, let's let's go back to the social intelligence that I think this is a compass that will give you the 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 the, if you are making the right decision or not, you know, Uh, you don't need you don't need the books, scientific research or legal advisory. It just again, uh, if you are connected all the time with people, so you know how people they think you can read the intentions. So I think most of the time, it will be the humble decision will be the right decision. Mm. It's true. Yes. Very true. Yeah. I I like that. Here's my next one. What has been an awe-inspiring moment? A moment that maybe left your jaw on the ground or a moment just made you think, wow. Uh, Yeah, this is a good question. Uh, uh, I will go for... uh, the one that came to my mind, it's when Obama was selected as the president for the United States. <laughs> ah, how come? Why Why was that awe-inspiring for you? Yeah, look at it from the human side, not from the political side. Look at it from the human side because uh, I don't look at it as uh, I am... Um, I'm not American, but uh, this is an American election. No, 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 I don't think about the White House. Forget about all of this. But he's someone that his parents immigrated, or his dad at least immigrated, and a few years ago, and he still has a family. He has a family outside. He's not white. Uh, he's not from a business family. So I don't know. It was very inspiring for me because I felt like there is a hope always in this in this wallet, and it was like a role model for others, for uh, uh, people can accept each other. I don't know, but for me, it was very inspiring. I mm. think when he was, uh, 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 I didn't sleep the night, uh, over the night just to see the results of the elections, and I, I was inspired. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I think he inspired hope in many, many people around the world because of that exact reason and experience you just described, which was showing people that you don't have to be from a old, white, rich American family to have a chance at, 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 you know, leading, uh, in, in Everything. your country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and it's like, no, no, you could be from any part of the world and you could have the opportunity to, to really step up and, and be a great human in the process. And he, he brought a lot to the table. I, I think there, there's moments like that happening more and more. It seems as things are adjusting right now around the world where, you know, there's more female, presidents and leaders of countries which is like wow (laughs) that's awesome and they're doing a great job they're totally crushing it 
And, right. and you know, here in the United States, we just had a midterm election and, and there's a ton of women now entering into leadership positions in, in the governing body. And it's like, wow, how cool. Um, and, and not only, you know, women, but women of all descents and colors and backgrounds. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, which, which makes sense for a country that has people from all over the world living in it. It doesn't yeah. make sense to have old white people running everything. Um, the, the other part I'm really excited about is younger people are running and getting nominated. <laughs> I, yes. I don't know if you saw it on, on the news. It was it was a, a thing where the, the gentleman who started Facebook was being asked questions in Congress. And you see these 60, 70-year-old people asking questions that makes zero sense. Yes, yes for someone, <laughs> for him, it was like Japanese. He didn't understand what they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, they were asking, they're like, if you don't charge users, how do you make money? Yeah. And and Mark Zuckerberg just had a funny fu a smile on his face because he's yeah. like, wow, they really don't understand. We charge for advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> Everyone else who's under the age of 40 gets it. But, you know, or 50. But when you're 60s and 70s, it doesn't make sense. And and so yes. it's like, why are those people making laws on young technology companies that they know nothing about? That's not right. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I like that. It, it's such a great point. So when Obama's elected as president, it, it, it spawns hope. It says, hey, there's a possibility of things that can change dynamically in a good way and cause great things to happen in the future. I, I like that. Here's right. my next one. What's your greatest fear? Uh, my greatest fear, uh, I could say, uh, in, in a general word, I could say uh, failure. Mm. Uh, uh, now I'm, 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 I'm working on this, but uh, one of my personal challenges, my personal fears, what I don't accept uh, fail. Uh, I don't accept that I, I fail in anything. Uh, not, uh, I can't say I'm a perfectionist, mm -hmm. but uh, I want to be always successful in what I do. So my greatest fear was to fail. Uh, but I know, I know now I'm accepting a little bit because you can't be always successful. You know, there is always ups and downs. But this is was I could say till now it's my greatest fear. Mm. It's, it's true. It's uh, it's one of the hot top 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 fears. Um, yes. that many people have. Um, yeah. There was a, a wonderful book written by a lady named Carol Dweck and, and yes. the, the, called Mindset. And, mm. and what's interesting is so often, you know, I looked at it and she says, people either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And I yeah. looked at that and I said, wow, that's true. Now I consider myself to be a growth mindset person. But then when I looked at specific categories of my life, yeah, like my business, all of a sudden yeah. I was like, uh-oh, I'm a little bit of a fixed mindset person there. Overall, I'm a growth mindset, but in my business, I've been yeah. acting like a fixed mindset person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot, I need to fix that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's funny because, you know, overall in, in our entire life, it's like, oh, no, we're not scared of failure. But then in your relationship, it's like, oh, shoot, I'm definitely afraid of failure there. <laughs> yes. And, and it's so interesting in different categories of our life. And so, you know, that, that concept, just for people listening, where overall it might not be an issue, but then you got to get specific and look at the categories of your life and figure out if, it, if it's a roadblock in any one specific category, just as much in the overall picture. 
because I, I like the adjustment you said you made, which was there's no such thing as failure. You know, there's only feedback. There's only learning and growing. And if it doesn't work now, learn something, change and try again. Um, right. That the process is so important. But again, it's not something we're usually taught very young. Um, it's becoming more more prevalent. It's becoming taught more and more by parents to their children. But it, it hasn't been around for very long. That that wasn't something people were teaching a hundred years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's something that's kind of new. <laughs> exactly. And, and so it's interesting how we're we're adapting and then we're also paying the lessons forward and trying to teach our kids to make sure that they, they know these things. Right. I I agree with you, but again, as I told you, it's 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 a uh, uh, I think the most natural uh, the most natural human feeling uh, is being uh, or 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 all the circumstances around us uh, is always about success. Mm. Uh, all the 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 atmosphere is speaking about to be successful, but nobody, uh, if you notice, if you compare the ratio between uh media that speaks about success and media that speaks about accepting failure uh it's not comparable you know so that's why i would say you need to speak about success as much as you speak about accepting not to be successful in something because we don't generalize uh i'm not a perfect basketball player i tried actually in my personal life to be a perfect basketball player but i couldn't but I believe I'm a very good soccer player. Mm. So this example is always in my mind, you know, this is how I'm overcoming this fear that if you success, don't generalize that you are very successful in everything. And you, both of us, everyone knows that there is a lot of successful business men around the world, but in their personal life, you know, big losers, right? That's right. Yeah. It's true. And, and it, it's very important to have that lesson. Here's a question. What are you most excited about for your future? Uh, I see. Okay. Uh, you think, are you asking about something that uh, I'm excited to do in the future? Or what excites me about the future? It's like uh, being optimistic about the future. Let's do both. Okay, so for me, on my personal uh, plan, what I do in the future, I want to, uh, first of all, I want to write my own book, again, about social intelligence, accepting others, and networking with people from over the wallet, and the importance of this part for any person, whether you're a student or uh, an employee, a manager, uh, a sports player, you know, this is one of the most important skills and competences that we have to learn. So I want to write on my own book, uh in this area this is what uh, excites me about my own future number two uh i am planning to have a big family because as you know uh, i am married to uh, someone that uh i love so much and uh in in three years now we have two kids and the third is coming on the way hey so... congratulations <laughs> thank you so much we got married actually in february 2015 so in March 2019, we will have the third kid. So I'm building a big family. Congratulations. That's yeah. very, very exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And yeah. And when I look at the, at the future, I'm very optimistic because uh, the internet, something like this podcast, the open communication 
will make the new generation have a better opportunity for accepting others uh, to change the mindset for international citizenship. Uh, people uh, will have a better opportunity to communicate and to understand what is happening in the other parts of the world. And uh, the stereotyping, the, 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 the perceptions, uh, will 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 be eliminated a uh, little bit by this uh, open communication uh, i'm speaking about internet and social media and so on so oppositely of what many people think i think the future will be much better more comfortable less wars less conflicts because of the open communication media that the new generation will have the chance to use. Mm, I love that. I love yeah. that. And I think it's true. I mean, this podcast, we, we've done the research and we found out it's already being downloaded in 92 plus countries around the world. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. This is exciting <laughs> itself. <laughs> wow. and, and, and it's like, oh my gosh, there's people in 92 countries around the world listening to something like this every day uh, or, or three times a week when we release it. What a blessing. Because they get to hear from amazing people like you and all our other guests from all different parts of the world. And like you said, it breaks down the barriers because you hear and they go, wow, they're just like me. That's interesting. They like the things I like or they've been through the challenges I've been through. Um, and, and, you know, what, that's one reason why we put this together it yeah. is, you know, some of the guests we've had have been through some of the most challenging situations. There was one guest who, you know, every single day for 17 years, his dad beat him and his mom up every day and he said there were some days where he'd have to lock himself in his room for three days because his eyes were swollen shut and he would need the, the swelling to go down so he looked human again and he's like wow. oh my gosh how horrible and he goes that wow. and no at 17 years old his dad got convicted of attempted murder on him and his mom and sent to prison he's like oh my gosh and then on that day she told him that's your adopted father not your real father and he was like wow thank goodness i don't have to grow up to be like that guy but then yeah. <laughs> you, you fast forward and you think, wow, what a horrible childhood. And he, he was telling me on the podcast just last year, he got invited to go do a sting operation uh, to, to arrest a group of sex traffickers who were kidnapping children, 9, 10, 12-year-old little boys and girls, and selling them for sex. And so he went and did this sting operation and rescued like 30-something little kids, got the people arrested, and then, you know, got to watch all these little kids be unchained and unhandcuffed from beds and taken away to, to a place where they'll be safe and loved on and cared for. And then he sat there with tears in his eyes. And, and he said, you know, if I didn't go through being beat up every day as a kid, I don't know if I would be strong enough to stand up for people who can't defend themselves now. Yes. And he says that horrific experience I had to live through as a child prepared me to be the type of man that can take a punch for another person as 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 a grown man and it's like wow how yeah. insane and yeah. and you know but but it's beautiful to see someone who's willing to stand up for people who can't defend themselves because he was at one point in his life someone who couldn't defend himself and and he always wished someone would stand up for him and it's like yeah, wow. so, yeah. everything happened for a reason i think see what happened for him in his childhood what the reason to save these 30 kids yeah 
Right. And it's crazy. And, and you hear stuff like this and it's like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, my hope is great messages like these and the Internet, like you said, in these platforms will be able to take these types of messages around the world and share them with people and let people know, number one, you're not alone. Someone else has been through something like you, whether it's good or bad, hopefully good. Uh, but but at the same time, if it's if it's a traumatic experience, there's other people who've gone through it. So you're not alone. Number two, they've successfully found a way to put their life together in spite of of the challenge that they had to face. And that challenge is something they looked back and as crazy as it sounds, they're grateful for because it prepared them to be an amazing human that they are today. And it's like, wow. And to know that a message like that is, you know, making its way around the globe and people from all these different places are listening and hearing it. I, I think it has a chance, like you said, to bring us all closer together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's keep the this optimism uh, up and we share it with others. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, this is um, the goal. Exactly. So I have three more questions for you. The first shoot, is, shoot. what do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life on each day right now currently? Yeah, <laughs> this is a great question. Actually, with the support of my wife, we uh, because what you say is always what you get, right? Mm hmm. So we keep our thoughts, we keep our talks about well-being. Mm. And well-being is it's not about money, as you know. It's not about success in business. It's not about where we live. It's about well-being. Well-being is how to bring uh, wellness and happiness for our life. So anything that we discuss is around this cycle. Is it this move, this action, this investment? Is it part of our well-being? Uh, this is my main focus. I love that. I love yeah. that. Is this part of our well-being? Is this going to bring more well-being into our life? Exactly. I absolutely love that. Yes. Here, here's a question. What's a yeah. key to your success in that? Okay, there is there is there is many things. Okay, but I would say like as a competencies, as a skills in business to be successful, I would say passion. Passion. I don't do anything unless I have a passion to do it. And the passion, you feel it. Okay. And people, they can see it in your face. Ah, oh, you like, you like this idea. You will do it. You have the passion and being creative, being creative, be different in everything that you do. Okay. And creativity is not a gift. It's not, uh, it doesn't come by default. Creative is a mindset. You decide to be creative. You decide uh, to do something different. And then by time, you will be more expert in creativity, in problem solving, overcoming your challenges, being different in everything that I do. This is from the business side. From the personal side, uh, the key to my own success uh, is uh, some of my values, again, that my parents, they taught us when we were young, uh, giving more than uh, taking and giving and don't expect appreciation. Uh, sharing with others. Uh, again, it's the human human side uh, of the or the, of the social intelligence is a key to 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 my own success. Uh, I feel uh, I did. By the way, I will tell you something. I have read, without mentioning the names, many books for international best-selling author that they speak about the no mindset. No, no, they call it, you know, no for free meetings, no free calls, don't talk, you know, you have to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. For me, 
I think one of my uh, success keys um, is the free time I spent with a client, the free time I spent with a friend, a free time. Because you know what? This is uh, indirect marketing at the same time, if you look at it. It's not a waste of time. And again, I have a belief that what goes around comes around. So today, when I support someone with no benefit, with no desire out of this support, I believe by days at a specific time, it will come back to me as a supporter from someone with no benefit, with no desire. So I think this is very important uh, success mindset that I have. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It's true. It's yeah. very true. Um, the, the ability and the willingness to invest life and time and thought and energy in other humans, I think it pays back in, in massive dividends. It's something that when I, I set up my business originally, I always said, you know, I, I want to work with really high-end clients and be able to charge a premium fee so that it yeah. opens up time that I can use to invest and pour into helping people who, who can't afford it yet. And, and help them when they need it the most right in the beginning. Um, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. Just the other day, you know, I, I got off the phone with a client who was paying a significant amount to work with me. And then I spent a half hour working with a, a 12th grade, ch you know, young man from India, helping him wow. figure out what his goals and dreams were and, and how to go interview pilots because he wanted to become a pilot and go to flight school. Oh, and wow. And it's like to be able to take your free time and give it to people who, and I think another thing that's important, like you said, giving it without anything expected in return, but also giving it to people who are really going to use it for something. It, it, it's heartbreaking or frustrating to share it with someone who doesn't do anything with it, <laughs> but yeah. it's exciting to share it with a young person who goes and does something with it <laughs> or an older person. But, but that process, I, I think it's beautiful. Those values are really powerful. I love them. So, so here's our final question here, which yes. is what's one actionable tip that might help others achieve and experience the kind of success you've had in your life, in their life? Um, actionable tip, something practical, networking, networking, networking. Hmm. Yes, networking, I mean, connect with others, even if you are an engineer, mechanical engineer in a factory. Search for events where there is engineers, they gather and network with them. This is personal and business side because people, they think when you say networking, they think networking, it means it's a business networking to generate leads and look for new deals. No, networking, whenever there is a social event, don't be lazy. Feel the energy and the network. And believe me, the more you socialize, the more you network with others, more opportunities on your personal experience and the business success you will meet. Mm, I love that. I love yeah. that. Always keep building that network. Always be building those connections. One, uh, this is, this is uh, if I advise anyone with one tip that will guarantee success in his personal and business life, and it doesn't need you to be a Harvard graduate to network with others, right? Absolutely. Not me, just you need to socialize more with people. When you are at the airport, speak with others. When you are uh, in a cafe, speak with others. Socialize, speak. The more you speak with others in a professional and a polite way, of course, you know, in a gentle way, the more people you know, 
the more experience you will learn, the more information and knowledge you will have, and uh, the more success you will do. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Great. <laughs> I, I'm happy you loved it. Well, thank you, sir, so much for sharing all this wonderfulness with us. If people would like to find you and connect with you online, where would they go to be able to connect with you? Yeah, I'm on social media, all social medias with the same name, and Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, it is Solomon Arab. So uh, you will find me, it's S-O-L-I-M-A-N, Arab, A-R-A-B, and you will find me with the same name in all social medias. Wonderful. Well, we'll make sure to put the links in the show notes so they can just go there and click them and find you online and go and connect with you. Um, and, and thank you so much again for joining us. And, and for everyone who's tuning in, if you like this episode, if you listen to something you know that a friend or colleague or family member needs to hear, please share it with them. Uh, we believe that sharing is caring and we love caring people. So make sure to share. And I, I look forward to seeing you all next episode. 